Brothers, it's your girl Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. <laughs> Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. and lovers of all things dope welcome to the underground monster podcast a show covering the underground independent hip-hop scene music horrorcore and the juggalo culture i'm your host enigma and this is basically episode 24 but really a special side episode i wanted to do covering the um big event that just recently happened this past Saturday, which was NetFest on your couch, brought to you by Magic Ninja Entertainment and Astronomicon. Um, it was a free purview uh, that was, you know, just up on YouTube, you know, on the Astronomicon YouTube channel um, for everyone to just jump in and watch. It gone. It went on for over 12 hours 13 hours really um because i'm doing this right as it ended um it's only been well maybe like maybe 10 minutes it's 1 32 right now in the morning and i'm doing this because i want to talk about it while it's fresh in my brain while i'm feeling these vibes you know the fucking vibes shout out to nims but um yeah man i'm i'm, I'm in a very i'm in a very funny good mood right now there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now man um i mean let's i mean let me just really speak on it man i'm 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 a black man all right i'm a black man in america and the shit that's going on out here is crazy all right um and crazy is just a light way to put it but um just it's 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 fucking nuts man it's fucking nuts and it just every time I, I look at my social medias, man, it's just it's it's documenting the harassment, brutality of cops, you know, going on out here, cops towards civilians. I mean, people I mean, look, we're not going to get into the shit, but we got to address it. OK, because if I'm not talking about net net fest, then that's what I'm talking about, because my timeline was just a little bit of net fest. Uh, net, 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 net fest. My timeline was a little bit of net fest, and a lot of what's going on out here in these streets with these protests and these riots and just fucking police losing their shit, man. Fuck the police for real. Fuck the police. Burn everything. Fuck them. And so, this, whether this turned out good or bad, this. Festival stream 
that's what I'm going to call it, because that's basically what it was. This festival stream was going to be my escape and some of your escape, because, I mean, even with besides what's going on right now, COVID-19 is still out there, regardless of people jumping the gun and going out and, you know, acting like everything's back to normal when there's been no developments, you know, cases are still going up the rates are going are still going up out here and people are just like ah oh, well it's it's done it's over you know they're opening shit back up when they shouldn't um and that's gonna be another issue i mean we're we're gonna be in for the rest of the year and so netfest netfest um it's one of the few things that's gonna that's gonna come here and there to take our mind off of shit like this what's going on out here because that's that's kind of what different it did the best it could um by taking my mind off of what's going on out there uh in the world today because it's 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 serious it's serious out there man it's serious out there and i don't want to get too political and stuff on this platform on this episode when it's supposed to be about netfest but it's hard not to man it's getting ridiculous ridiculously serious out there and I, and you know even even the juggalos of fam that I follow you know on social media even they're speaking up about it because you can't ignore it you can't ignore what's going on out here unless you don't care and that says a lot if you don't care but um yeah man this this show specifically had uh this this event this was an event this was a serious event I haven't felt like this uh since wrestlemania and i'm not talking about this recent wrestlemania because that felt a lot different from what normal wrestlemania feels for me and that's really what i meant normal wrestlemania when you know everyone in some place in america is uh, or thousands of people are about to go into this arena and watch one of the biggest uh, watch the biggest event of professional wrestling of the year the annual the annual event of professional wrestling for the year the super bowl of professional wrestling wrestlemania it, it's an event of the year man and it, it felt like that except for juggalos man this, this felt like the juggalo event of man god knows who long it ain't gonna just be the year it's who knows if i doubt this will ever happen again but if it ever does happen again i mean we're not even going to think about that this was this was a very special event it was a very special fucking day if you were like me you were looking forward to 12 noon or depending on where your your what your region is you know whatever the time may be for you whether it was 11 10 or 9 you were looking for the time that this whole thing kicked off um by around like 11 30 11 45 i think 11 45 i started setting up my youtube on my tv straight up so that i i so that i wasn't you know because you never know i mean i i i was pretty sure there wasn't going to be any technical difficulties or any kind of um um issues with like the stream with like maybe so many people hopping on the stream to watch that you know there'd be glitches or or just you know delays or you know even just 
problems watching it because it's just too many people. But fortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, yeah, but I, I still wanted to take matters. I didn't know. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen uh, other than it was supposed to be happening at the designated time. So I set my shit up uh, at, very, at the most 15 minutes before it went down. So that when it came on, all I had to do was hit click on the Astronomicon channel. Um, which was the case of that, which was that case actually, you know, uh, I waited till like around 12.05, I'm on the East Coast, so I waited around 12.05 to, uh, you know, hit the thing, see what was going on, and yeah, it was happening, it was going on, the tailgate was the first thing that was kicking off at 12, um, and yeah, man, uh, Yeah, I'm mean, just, just trying to get my shit up here. For you. Yeah. But yeah, the tailgate kicked off at 12. And basically, I'm just going to run through it for, I guess, you know, for those who've seen it, I'm basically just going to give my opinions on most of everything I caught. As much as I can remember, as much as I've caught, I have notes here of what happened as it was going on. And just for those who, for some reason, didn't watch it. Um, I'm just going to tell you what happened, what you missed out on and, uh, give you the best description I can of what was up. So yeah, the tailgate basic. So what the tailgate was, was, um, it was basically all the, the, uh, I guess we call, normally we call them the local artists, you know, the artists that we don't really, we don't see. Uh, or or really hear much of unless we go to you know one of these juggalo events they're the first stars that go on to the artists that go before the actual opening act of the tour they're the opening opening act you know um and yeah we we uh let's let's not beat around the bush and shit yeah we all have our opinions of them and whatnot but i thought it was i i, I thought it was pretty dope that they that they were still included and smart you should do that. We're the, the the Juggalo community is the one community where the artists, you know, really consider the importance of the fans. Yeah, every artist says they consider the importance of the fans, but it's to a certain extent. But Juggalos in the Juggalo community, the underground, uh, wicked shit, seem like it's different. It, it's a lot smaller. Um, and it's more community based, you know, than most, um, it's one of the more community based music scenes than others. And so, you know, the fans that do, do the, do the music as well, they do get to be part and share the same stage and platform as uh, a lot of these artists who, you know, really, really do the music. Um, really do this music shit for real, for real, living, for a living. Um, and so, yeah, it made sense for them to do that. I mean, that's how it would be if this was an actual live event. You know, if, if this was an actual festival, yes, there would be. They would be the first up. You know, all these guys would be the first to go up. Um, and I, I thought it was dope in that aspect because I looked at it as being called the tailgate in the sense of. You know, well, in the tailgate, you you kicking it with the homies. You kicking it with the people who are also the fans. You know, 
whether it's for a sports show or what sports show, whether it's for a sports game or a concert, you know, like whatever it may be. Tailgate is the, the pregame, the pre-party, you know, the party leading up to the main thing that everyone is there for, you know, and uh, that's kind of. I kind of that's kind of how I looked at it. I don't know about others, but that's kind of how I looked at it. Now, as I said, it was basically artists. Uh, that was basically um your local artists, basically. So, uh, this was this this was this was a, a cringy start. <laughs> <laughs> this was a cringeworthy start. Not really bad, though. I can't say it was bad, because I was entertained. I was fucking entertained. I think I tweeted something like, this tailgate is just pure, is serious gold. Like, there's serious gold in this tailgate or something like that. Because, look, um, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to say anybody's names, because I don't remember anyone's names. And I wouldn't even if I did. But a lot of these motherfuckers that were in this tailgate, um, Jesus Christ, man, like, <laughs> you get some motherfuckers rapping in the garage, shout out to the motherfuckers that were rapping in the garage with the lawnmower in the back, the lawnmower was in the back, they were really fucking rapping in the garage, I've walked through garages like that, that's a real ass garage. <laughs> So shout out to them for, for really spitting in the garage like that. Like it, it was real out there, you know. And I mean, there, you know, and it was dad, and 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 you know, there were some dope ones too as well. I mean, not not you know, everyone was everyone. It was cool. It was cool to see, uh, funny to see as well. Um, at the same time, and I mean, and at the same time, it was very cringy. For, for 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 the most part, it was very cringy because it just some some motherfuckers just can't rap. Some motherfuckers just can't rap. Some motherfuckers don't have the best quality. But I mean, that was that's not the the, the case. I mean, that's the that's not uh, just the case for them. There was a few cases throughout this, you know, this this event where the quality wasn't consistent for some people. And I know that that was mostly due though to people using their own equipment to do their bits, you know, which is expected. I mean, you can't blame anybody for that. I don't blame anyone for, for anything. Um, and honestly, I'll just let you know straight up front. Nothing was really nothing of this entire event for all 13 hours. Nothing bothered me to where I have run a rant or I was annoyed or just like, this is unprofessional, anything like that. there was none of that. I basically enjoyed every hour of this whole thing all 13 hours even these first two fucking hours of this tailgate of nothing but online artists juggalo artists ju juggalo artists let's just say juggalo artists because i mean that's what we're going to call them. not the local artists, we call them the juggalo artists because these artists that the juggalo support they're not juggalo artists we wouldn't call it like yeah, sure, we could call Twisted Juggalo Arts, but I think that's a little, I think that's a little disrespectful to Twisted. They're, they're, you know, they can appeal to anyone, anyone beyond Juggalos. So, the Juggalo Arts are the are the Juggalos that are actually artists. 
or the juggalos that want to be artists that do music so the juggalo artists ran this tailgate for the first two hours and two hours of that was a bit much i will just say that two hours of that was a bit much but i respect them giving two hours to the juggalos that do music and shit man like for real like that 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 was cool that was cool looking looking back on it the full picture that that was fucking cool so moving on from the cringy two-hour tailgate into the uh second part of the four uh of the uh four segments i guess you want to call them or the of the event schedule the the pre-party was next after the tailgate which took place at 2 p.m and the pre-party was uh the pre-party was was a, was a mixture of things this is where we kind of got away from the juggalo artists and we started to get into the main artists or sort of the upper tier um artists that you know juggalos and, uh, and everyone else will be familiar with um to a degree that weren't really part of the main show but but we're still still integral you know still people you would want to see be part of this basically you know like um for example lsp um defect bake low um you know some of the uh i don't know what you really want to come to just you know in in the independent underground arts of our scene of our culture that we're familiar with you know shrunken head uh, and them shrunken head entertainment i think not not records but i think it's shrunken head entertainment she i don't know but um yeah kicked it off want to give a shout out by the person who kicked off this pre-party shout out to marissa marissa marie singing her singing her beautiful heart out with her beautiful voice um y'all know who she is marissa everyone knows marissa on twitter and instagram at evil in bloom she she has a uh, she she's beautiful uh, and she she uh uh also has an amazing voice Maybe maybe made as much, but I, I I love I do love her voice and who knew she could sing, but she has a really good voice and it was really dope to see her kick off the pre-show with uh, a rendition of the national anthem, um, and, and yeah it was really dope to see her on there. Uh, because I remember she was doing like Billie Eilish covers not too long ago. And was just like, I'm just going to try this and, you know, see what it is. And me and the others were just like, you can sing, girl. Like, you can fucking sing. Fast forward to now, she's doing the fucking national anthem on NetFest. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, no, no she has, she does have a, a great voice. She has a great fucking voice. And, uh. Yeah, man, that was really dope to see. So shout out to Marissa on on that, on that. You know, you put down your resume now. Put that, put down your fucking resume. So when somebody pulls your resume, you can be like, yeah, Netfest national anthem, bitch. That was me. That was me. Uh huh. Check it out before you check this. All right. Check yourself before you check this out. No, check this out and then check yourself. All right, Marissa Marie. Netfest, Star Spangled Banner, 
Get your life. Fucker. No. <laughs> Shout out to Marissa at Evil in Bloom. That was really fucking cool to see her. And she did really good. She did really, really good. Um, and after that, you know, we started to get, you know, little bits of artists, little skits and bits and ads here uh which is what we got throughout you know we were getting you know ads from everyone here and there uh everything astronomicon or twisted or m and &E related throughout the um throughout the event um i had to tweet out though that bake low was like the first artist um that had something shown that was really good quality. Good quality from the song to the video as well. Um, I believe it was tracks from his uh, Chuck EP. That I, I that was that's pretty good if you haven't listened to it. It, it came out this year. It's it's a dope. It's a dope little EP. I think it's like five tracks maybe. Um, but it's good. You should check it out because Bake Low is dope. Bake Low is dope. And um, he 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 deserves he deserves a lot of attention and recognition, man, for real. Um, dude, dude does some hard work. Even when he's not rapping, he does some hard work. If you, if y'all know who what Bakelow does, um, when he's not spitting. But yeah, that was dope. Bakelow came in, turned it, turned things up a notch, and that's where it was basically from then on. You know, a defect even did something on there. Um, a, a little bit, you know. Then later on, we had like Clockwork and Mr. Gray of Gorilla Voltage. They did things individually, which I ended up missing, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, one of the things, one of the things that a lot of people were talking about that went over really well was Draven reads reads mean comments. Um, the, they showed the first one around this time of the pre-party. Um, and basically what it was, was it's Draven Davidson, for all the, everyone knows as Twisted's drummer, um, and him just basically reading the mean comments, the, the fucked up comments he gets from assholes on his social media, you know, and it's mostly people that are just shitting on him for being the drummer, being the drummer with Twisted, people who just can't, for some reason, deal with him drumming for twisted it's it's ridiculous but it's funny the way he he actually is sitting he sits and reacts it's like mean tweets except it's draven reading his own mean tweets and his just his reaction to it and he's painted up in what in what now he's dressed up like he would be playing um playing <laughs> playing uh with twisted so yeah, it was funny he actually wasn't part of Twister's performance, but, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things that I've realized in, in hindsight that didn't go uh, as planned pro as I expected because, of course, we're still supposed to be social distancing despite what we're seeing outside. So, uh, yeah, but the Draven, Draven reads mean tweets, which is funny because just his reaction is just like, okay, <laughs> that sucks, but whatever sure that's how you feel um but yeah so that went over well all they, they did several times throughout the entire night like um, it felt almost like every hour or every couple hours they they did it but um yeah draven reads mean tweets it was definitely a highlight of this entire event 
Um, gotta give a shout out, man, to Chuck Reeves, the bearded, the beard host, the beast host. I can't keep up with with his monikers, man. But uh, shout out to Chuck Reeves, Emmanuel's Mike Winnegar, and of course, Big Van Dustin. Dustin. They they did a good job, basically hosting. Um, the stream and everything that happened throughout the night, like they, 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 they were really good, really entertaining and just, I don't know who to give props to, but just shout out to whoever was running the stream, man. Everything was seamless. Like just the way everything was put together, everything was seamless. There was no lag. I mean, I went back and forth the whole day between my TV and my phone. Because if I wasn't in my room watching it on the TV, I would be down in the kitchen or in the bathroom or elsewhere in the crib watching it on my phone. And there was and there wasn't that much of a delay, man. Like be like a one second, two second delay. Like it, it and then everything just was seamless. Like I know a lot of stuff was already filmed, so it was mostly just putting videos together for the most part. But I mean, you got to think of all the videos from the tailgate to the pre-party to the, the, the fucking, um, why am I just losing this shit? <laughs> to, to the happy hour, to the main event, all, that's 13, 13 hours worth of videos. And the, everyone's videos weren't that fucking long. Like, everyone's videos are maybe a couple minutes. So, like, the, just shout out to the, the team over M&E, Astronomicon, wherever, whoever was responsible for putting all this shit together. It was gravy. It went smooth as molasses, man. Like, there was barely any problems. Like, the, just the stream was damn near perfect. And I've watched a lot of streams of different concerts and festivals like Coachella, Coachella on YouTube and, and shit like that. And even like the WWE Network, which I referenced, this felt like WrestleMania, like even that shit always has problems. And Twisted in Magic Ninja Entertainment's fucking Netfest on your couch event that went on for 13 hours a day was just was seamless was fucking seamless like wow wow um just just amazing just amazing but but yeah chuck mike and dustin they they did a really good job with everything there was no stumbles there was no halts there was no hiccups with the way they were interwoven uh with everything going on with the event and the way they were transitioning into things and whatnot it was really dope uh they were really good and of course chuck 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 gets a lot of shit because of what he says he's a troll he knows it but chuck is a killer host man chuck is a fucking beast of a host he definitely deserves the title of beast host because he he's a fucking professional and uh uh there's a reason why at the end of this one of the first credits that popped up was produced by Chuck Reeves so props to him props to fucking Chuck Reeves for real 
regardless of how you feel about his opinions on things or in comments within the juggalo scene and shit the dude can do his fucking job the dude can do his fucking job and there's a reason he's there's a reason Emini have picked him up to you know really be a part of a lot of the shit they do uh, it, that's been made very clear since they brought him on board so yeah much props and love to Chuck Reeves and shout out to props to, to, to Mike Winnegar as well because uh, I know he has a big part of all this stuff from Astronomicon to even Twisted uh, Twisted's merch with the m and &E store I know I've had some um, back and forth with him a few times I've had issues with merch and he's been some of the best of help um, and especially with this Mike Mike deserves some, some special love too and we all know Dustin Dustin's you know Dustin's Dustin shout out to Dustin of course as well but you know Mike and, and Chuck I, I, those are two dudes that I feel like don't get their cre enough credit for what they do and how well they do it so shout out to them for that as well what about them we're getting close to 30 minutes in i thought i'd be i thought i'd be almost done talking about 30 minutes but bullshit i'm crazy shit hopefully we can keep it under an hour let's see fuck me if not <laughs> but um one of the things that happened during the pre-party that i definitely want to talk about is the lsp um um, the LSP segment of it. I think LSP, I believe they, I believe they, they ended it basically, which I thought was dope. I thought it was really dope. Um, oh no, they didn't end it. I don't think. Did they end it? No, they didn't end it. Right now they didn't end it. I'm sorry. No, no, LSP didn't end it. Kid Crusher ended it. Yeah, but LSP was actually one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite parts of it because I liked what they were doing. The sound quality on it was an issue because it was a little low at points. Um, they had something really good put together. I could tell they had something really good put together. Um, that that feature it was like Scum was the first to perform, and um, I think it was like Insane Poetry and. Shit, who else was it? it was insane Poetry, I want to say maybe Hex Rated and JP the Hustler. I don't know, but they had some bits in between Scum's performance um, that was going on that was, um, yeah, uh, that, that was, I like the way they were trying to intercut that with Scum performing. Um, that went to Insane Poetry, um, Spending a little something in the booth. JP the Hustler ended up spending a little something in the booth and then taking a lot of time to promote all his projects, which I feel you on, but don't take up too much time. But I guess we got fucking 10, hour, 10, 10 hours to go in this event. So, you know, hey, do your thing. Um, the dudes of Razor, they even made a little appearance real quick. And Smalls one made an appearance too. And she she did, I think she did one song. It felt like she did one song. She was really in and out, which kind of sucked. Because I was hoping she would do at least half the amount of what Scum did. You know, I don't know. I'm just really on the Smalls one kick right now. I was listening to um, the Hourglass earlier today. And 
in anticipation because I'm I'm really hyped to hear what um her process of elimination album the new her new album coming soon is gonna sound like. So I've been on a big Smalls one kick lately, and uh, when I saw her on the, on on the stream, I was just like, oh shit, here we go. And I believe she only did one song. It was like I turned away for a minute to grab something, and then when I turned back, it was uh Donny Donny Menace, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donnie Miss is dope, by the way. Donnie Miss spelled a little something as well. Um, my favorite part, though, one of my fa well, one of my favorite parts of this. Ultimately, my one of my favorite parts of this whole thing, the LSP segment, um, was uh, Damian Quinn. Damian Quinn. Um, he had he had a little mini performance where he performed some songs and he had someone in a I don't know if it was supposed to be Gino because he does have uh, the reason I think of, I think I'm think this is because you know one the doing the it was a doing the go in the mask we didn't see his face in the mask and the hat he was wearing said cult shit and then the other reason is because. Uh, at the end of the is it the Collectivity album? It's one of one of Damien's recent albums. The the album ends with him digging up Gino's body and trying to bring and bringing it back to life. And it's supposed to lead to another project, which I think was supposed to be the Dark Half, the the upcoming Dark Half album that he's been talking about that they've been uh, that he's been working on. Uh, for the longest but um either way this this person he kept going back and forth with this person on what he should be doing and then ultimately uh he ended up doing the dark half track um and that led to a promo saying that the new dark half album sick at heart was coming soon i believe it said this year part of me thinks that i saw it say 2021 but i i they showed it twice i'm feel like it's going to be coming this year i'm pretty sure he meant this year uh, not meant but saw it say 2020 but the dark half album that a lot of people have been waiting for it's called sick at heart and uh it's coming soon they they announced it in this bit so that was cool i like that um hex ray had a little funny promo where it was like a little trying to choose like a game character that was dope uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And then class. Class was actually my favorite out of everyone in LSP. Class was class was my favorite performance. Because his was really well set up, man. He was doing his crib. Uh, he had a DJ. Um, and yeah, he was rocking it, man. It was really good. It was just the sound. The sound was a little bit of an issue. I couldn't... I could hear him, but it was a little low. That's all it was. It was a little low, but... Class was a good one to end it on. I really fucked with um, how LSP was presented in this and how they did their their part in this. And it was just really fucking dope. I really fucked with it a lot. Um, after that was uh, people like Trilogy, Clockwork, Prozac made an appearance, Mr. Gray as well. Um, and I actually missed this bit. I actually missed a good chunk of this because... I just had I had to I had to go get some food for a little bit and then when I came back, um, yeah I think it was God when I came back, uh, it was 
was it Frankie Grudge? I think I can't remember if I have it in the right order or not, but I believe it was um Frankie Grudge was rapping. Uh, Frankie Grudge, formerly of Body Bag Syndicate, I believe he was rapping. I believe that's what it was. I can't rem- I can't remember the order in this part specifically, uh, but I know Illy Gal. If y'all remember Illy Gal, she did pop up for a bit. She did some tarot, some tarot card reading, uh, but she did it with like, it was like M&E and Dark Carnival cards. I think she did it with though. And they said that that was the first of like three parts and that the second and third part were going to come the next day. So I'm interested how they're doing that because I thought you would just try to fit it into the stream. Because the first part is going to be part of the stream and who knows if people will get to see the first part of the three or whatnot. But anyways, but um, it's cool to see her. Uh, Frankie Gretsch, his video, his video was cool. His video was cool. I dug, I dug it. And Kick Crusher was the one to end the pre-party uh, run, the pre-party uh, stream, part of the stream, basically. Uh, which, by the way, everything was broken into several streams. Uh, four streams, basically. I think it was four streams. Might have been three, but I'm pretty sure they did each part by stream. So when the tailgate ended, you left that video... Uh, and you went to another video stream, which was the pre-party. You did the same thing once the pre-party ended to get to the happy hour. And I can't remember if the happy hour just went straight into the main event or if I had to leave the happy hour one to go to the main event video stream. But um, that's how well put together it was. It was man. It was just it was just almost seamless the way they just had everything structure it was well crafted very well crafted but yeah kid crusher ended the pre-party um uh stream and i've never been a big kid crusher fan um i'm not a fan of music i'm not big on just this whole thing it's just it's juggalo artist shit i, I know he's i know he's a bit better than most i know he's held to a higher regard uh bar than you know your typical juggalo rap rappers but um he's just a little corny for me you know no offense to him man i I think he's a fine artist uh especially with the way he shot his bit like his his bit was i think he might have one of the best some of the best quality shots uh video i think his, his cinematography was really good in his video like the sound was poor sound was not that good like i could I could almost barely make out what he was saying. Like, it was just a bit low. Like, that was the worst sound problem, really, was just some some videos were too low. Or the or you could tell maybe they were trying to mix things, and they didn't get the mix that well. But other than, uh, other than that, nothing was really too intelligible uh, to make out. But, um... Yeah, man, Kid Crusher. Only thing I was really feeling about his segment was his was uh, the way his shit was shot, because it was shot really well. It was shot really well, like music video quality, uh, as you would expect from most of these artists. But you know, um, we're in a pandemic. You know, it's it's things are gonna go the way they will. You know, case to rock, case to rock. But uh, 
yeah and that was the so kick crusher closed out the pre-party stream we moved over to the happy hour stream which by the way um let me just say there were, before we get into the happy hour stream and then the main event shit the appearances the guest appearances they got for this thing was crazy man they got red man to pop up for this like to give a shout out like that was dope they got red man they got king crooked they got caleb of Beartooth. they got the guys of chelsea grin they got fucking be real of cypress hill uh kevin lyman of warp tour man behind warp tour they got him dirk manning of course you know, the man behind Haunted High Ons, Twisted's comic. Um, they got fucking Mick Foley, the legendary hardcore legend Mick Foley. Have a nice day. Mick Foley was even part of it. Lloyd Kaufman, Trauma, of course. kind of He's one that a lot of people expected, along with like Bill Mosley, you know, and Kane Hodder. Because, you know, they do Astronomicon and, you know, they're good friends with Twisted and whatnot. Um, uh... They got uh, Chismack of Guar, the drummer of Guar. He even popped up for a bit. Uh, Ross Dilliams, who, you know, I really hope they work with Ross, Ross a lot more. I really hope they work a lot more with Ross because uh, uh, Ross is dope. And he's made it very clear he's, he's, he's fucking he's fucking fam. So, and he's one of the dopest artists out right now. So, in my opinion, he's one of my favorite to the point where I just ordered his vinyl. Of one of his projects, uh, Epiphania, Epiphion, Epiph, Epiphania, I think is how you say it. But yeah, I fuck with Ross a lot, and I, I, it was dope to see him make an appearance in this. Um, he actually introduced it the Wasted Part Four video, which was was pretty dope that they got him to do that. Um, Gata from Dave, Lil Dicky's hype man. If y'all been, have y'all watched Dave? I heard a lot of people talk highly of Dave, so I've watched Dave. And yeah, Gator, Gator from Dave made an appearance, and it was fucking that was dope. He made a shout as well. Justin Long may uh, appear too. I forgot what character he was playing. He was playing a character, one of his more popular characters from one of his uh, movies. Uh, one of them, but but um, so I'm gonna look it up real quick, real fucking quick. Because, uh, God, I forgot the character. Yeah, I knew. I thought it was his character from Zack and Miri make a porno. Yeah, <laughs> Data. Data, um. Data. What the fuck am I talking about? Gata. I'm not even talking about Gata anymore. I'm talking about fucking Justin Long playing, making appearances. Brandon St. Randy from Zack and Miri make a porno. Um. But, yeah. Uh, Justin Long made an appearance and shit like that. That was that was the the appearances throughout. Man was just really fucking dope. Uh, and there's some others we'll get to in a little bit because some had a little more of a prominent part uh, than others. But yeah, man, the, the the God, man, this was just really good. This was just really fucking good. Um, and yeah, one of the things they announced real quick before I forget. Uh, they are real, it's gonna the tenth anniversary of Gang Rags. Blaze's album Gang Rags uh, is this year, and they are going to release it on vinyl. Uh, what edition will it be? I don't think it'll be. Well, may, no, it might be. It might be a combination of all. 
I don't know. <laughs> um, of all the expanded edition and possibly the original psychopathic version with, you know, like Dead Body Man. Not Dead Body Man. What the fuck am I talking about? Dead Man Walking. Um, so it might be that, but they're doing, they're going to release it in several, in the variant, uh, in variant colors, in variant vinyl colors, the same way, uh, the same colors that you got of the bandanas when you bought the cop bought it on CD. So that's pretty dope. I, I think I'm going to try to get, uh, I think I have the green or the white. I think I have the white bandana with my copy. So I might try to get that one. Uh, but I think I saw that they might be mystery, um, mystery set. So you like, you might not know which one you're going to get. I don't know, whatever the fuck, but gang racks 10th anniversary is being released on vinyl this year. Uh, and that's dope. Now let's get to the happy hour portion of Netfest on your couch, uh, which kicked off with Mayday, man. Mayday did a little thing. They had a little thing going on. Uh, it was a little cut uh, from their own show, which they advertised that uh, you could watch the full thing if you go to their shop, MaydayShop.com, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. That was cool um, just to have them contribute. Any of the strange music artists that contribute, like Steve Stone even made an appearance and told a funny story um, about something that happened on Torba Tech when they did Areola and some chick milking the crowd, basically. Uh, some shit like that, but yeah, it was cool to see Strange be a part of it because I was wondering if Strange music was gonna be part of it. I don't know why I doubted it, but I was just wondering because I hadn't heard anything of anyone from Strange having a part in it. Um, but Mayday was good. Madam Mayhem, I'm not really familiar with Madam Mayhem, but she did a cover of Crawling. Oh, she did a piano cover of Crawling by Linkin Park that I, I'd like. I dug that. Uh, and this kind of led into like this, well, I guess you can say Mayday kicked it off because they are a, a band that, a live band that plays instruments or a band that plays live, um, instruments in their set. But this guy kicked off a nice little run of, of, um, acts like that. Cause it was Mad Mayhem. She did her thing on the piano. And then this band, the Native How, they did a really dope cover uh and and um mashup of I'm a man of constant sorrow from Oh Brother from the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Harvester of Sorrows by Metallica. That shit was really dope. I thought that shit was pretty dope. It was an acoustic cover and mashup of those two songs. I really fuck with the way they, they did that to the point where I think I'm gonna be on the lookout for their their shit. Um, oh shit other people that like appeared too was like def um before and I think in the pre-party was like Defect Motown Rage um I think even KG Kevin Kevin um I always forget how to say it. is it Gilman or Gil Jill God I'm fucking KG I just know to refer him as KG I'm sorry but yeah KG made an appearance um, but a lot of people may appear, uh, uh, popped up in this shit, man. It's hard to keep up with everyone, man, everyone. But, um, Madam Mayhem, she was really good. I'm gonna keep a lookout for her. The Native How, they were really good. I'm gonna keep a lookout. Them and their music. And then came How to Gag a Maggot. Which, 
is King Gordy and Jimmy Don. Uh, or is it Jimmy Vaughn? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I, I, he can't do can't rap. That's all I know. Uh, might be good on the boards, but he can't rap. Um, I, I wasn't feeling what they did. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they were a part of it and they contributed because I fuck with Gordy. I'm a big King Gordy fan. But I've just have not been a fan of this project that they've done um, that he's part of. But whatever. We'll move on from that. Group Kaleido. They did a cool little acoustic thing. Uh, Grizzy Hendrix even contributed a video. That was fucking dope. Mr. Sobriety. I was waiting for them to do something. They definitely did something. Another one, too, that I forgot to mention. Andrew W. Boss. He also contributed. Him and his band, they contributed something as well. It was dope to see them. Um, basically, all, the, you know, again, it was just, it, it was so dope to just see involvement of people I've seen at live shows, twisted shows, and M&E and, and just juggle over the shows out there, um, you know, of the underground hip hop, underground music, wicked shit scene, uh, the, just the names and the acts we are all familiar with. If you've ever been to a show or gone to see anyone of any of these people on tour and many artists on tour, you've seen at least a few of these acts, uh, on the, on the show. Um, and it was dope to see them part of this, man. It just was, you know, those names. Um, it just just really felt like a big deal, a big win. And just really, just a really beautiful, encompassing event for the underground. It just did. It just did, for real. Um, so now we go into the main event which the pre-party was, uh, I'm sorry, not the main event, the happy hour. What the fuck am I talking about? The happy hour. That's right. The happy hour was, I'm all over the fucking place. I'm sorry, y'all. The happy hour was six. Was it six? That was an hour. That went on for an hour. And then we went to the main event, which was at seven. And the main event was kicked off if I remember correctly the main event was fucking kicked off by choir aka choir boy aka choir boy dank aka one half of the late great swag tooth which if you don't know at one point featured Ouija Mac it was Ouija Mac it was choir boy um and yeah choir oh man choir if 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 psychopathic ICP and them they if they got Ouija if they got holds on Ouija Mac fine that's cool if we can't get Ouija Mac to be part of shit like this that's fine we will gladly take choir all right I mean we f- of course we fuck with Ouija too but we fucking with choir fucking with choir boy hell yeah you fucking with choir boy man yes. Yes, <laughs> this was one of my favorite parts. This was one of my favorite performances of the entire event. He did that shit. The way he did it was so simple but so effective. He he had like he filmed his set basically twice and he mirrored it kind of or had side by side synced up perfectly. Just synced up perfect perfectly 
and as soon as I saw him up there with the dreads, I was like, Is that, that's choir, ain't it? I heard the beat, and I was like, yep, I recognize the song, and it was like, it's choir. Um, oh, man, that was, that was fucking dope. Made me miss Swagtooth a lot, man, because even he was doing the, the all-white contacts that him and Weezy are known for doing, like, man, it really made me miss fucking Swagtooth, but it was really fucking dope to see choir there and the reason made me miss white tooth because man they just they, they, they they're doing the shit that they're they're doing the shit that they would be doing together individually you know they they have that vibe man they got the same fucking vibe that that's what made swag to swag tooth and it's just missed that i just hate that they're they're doing it separately now individually because you can see the same shit with choir man and, and i and i loved it that's what i loved about it he killed it i loved his performance that shit was dope i hope i really hope that once all this is said and done we really get choir to be um get a little more involvement from choir in the underground scene, man, a lot more, you know, with twisting them, and you know, not on some, well, if ICP has Ouija, then Twisted should grab choir, but that would be fucking dope if that was the case, but I just think, man, he, he's really dope too, just as dope as Ouija, in my opinion, and uh, I, I I think he should be equally embraced, I think he should be equally embraced, and if, and I do feel like, well, if, you know, if Ouija's been fully embraced by, you know, ICP and juggles that are really hardcore for ICP, then I think choir should get the same from everyone else in the same scene. And if that's twisted and you know whatever the twisted twisted specific juggalos, diehard juggalos want to call themselves, then yeah, so be it. But I just know choir's fucking dope, and he showed it in this little bit that he did. So yeah, fuck with choir. And right after that, perfect person come right afterwards was a RLC he was the first Eminem artist to get busy for the night and yeah RLC did his thing um did he think he did uh, Black Out the Sun was that was that the song he did one of the songs he did but but, but RLC RLC killed it RLC I, I think even me and um uh not Jared. I don't want to say his name is Jared. I always forget with me. I'm sorry, homie, if you're listening. I'm no. I'm. I'm used to calling you by your Twitter handle, late night cakes or twisted history. But we were talking on Twitter, uh, and and I was just. We were just both agreeing that the RLC is one of the most underrated people in this fucking scene in the fucking underground wicked shit juggalo community man as a as a producer as a rapper as a performer the rlc is just really fucking underrated and he would be doing more and 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 you know doing this just as much as his um i know he has a regular job on the side but um doing it just a lot more if there was more of an outcry for more from our roc man i know people i know there's an outcry for from people for hok and shit like that but i mean zodiac imprint half breed um even samhain witch killers i mean just anything the roc is a part of it's fucking dope nine times out of ten so i just you know i just you know he's so underrated in this scene and uh uh Digital Voodoo was one of the best Magic Ninja releases ever, period, in the history of the label. 
so far it's one of the best releases and if you don't believe me go listen to that shit beats are dope the rhymes are dope every all the features kill it and um it's a great project top and bottom sequencing and all that man like for real just, just mixing everything but yeah rlc killed that shit the dirt ball the dirt ball formerly cottonmouth kings a lot of people know him for more than just that the dirt ball then came in he did a little thing in a shed uh then went and I think he fed some mushrooms to some goats or some shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know he, he was feeding goats though and then he announced that uh, he has a new album coming out late this summer called back of the woods um I'm definitely looking forward to that because his last record, which, what was his last record? It felt like that came out last year, man. Skull Hollow. Did, didn't Skull Hollow come out last year? Skull Hollow did come out last year. God damn. So, yeah, the, the Dirtball's got a new album coming out this year, this later this summer, man. Back of the Woods. So, be on the lookout for that because Dirtball is fucking dope and he did his thing in his performance as well. Um, there's a little bit too with Insane E. If y'all are familiar with Insane E, he's a he's a pretty good rapper, kind of like a nerdcore rapper. Um, but it's also like Twist one of Twist's uh you know go to graphic designers, and they showed him making this uh, Mad Season design for a T-shirt that um they showed how he made it, and then they said, okay, now it's up on MNEstore.com to go buy. It, so go get it. So that was pretty fucking dope as well. Shit like that was just really cool to, to watch. For real, man. It really was. Um, then after that, 656 Records, Delirium. They had a little showcase. Delirium did this thing. was really dope. They really they did a really good job of putting over 656, man. They they, had, they did a really good job putting over 656 in, uh, in this. From Delirium and then Hayes later on made an appearance too. Uh, do it, did a little poot. A baby Poot impression as the son of Lil Poot wasn't bad. It was kind of cute. Uh, Purple Show, like he showed some love for Purple Show as too as well. Um, and then they had a little bit where they showed uh, 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 six five. They put over six five six fast. Um, it was re- they, it was really cool the way they treated six five six in this event, man, and, and on that fest. It was really cool how they treated them. Uh, they they treated them very well. Uh, and shout out to Delirium. With the Mayhem Death Crush hoodie. That hoodie is fucking dope. I got the shirt, but that hoodie is the shit. I saw that. Um, then we got a PSA from not Buckshot. I thought it was Buckshot at first, but it was actually Buck Norris. And uh, he took the time to give a nice PSA about, um, you know, just protecting yourselves and not doing dumb shit. Like going to the grocery store without your mask and stuff or taking all the toilet paper, you know, hogging all the toilet paper up from the aisle and leaving the toilet paper aisles empty and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you do that stuff, you're going to get fucking buck slapped. And a lot of people out here are doing that shit, you know, not social distancing, back out, you know willy-nilly like nothing's going on and they all deserve to get buck slapped man they all deserve to get buck slapped for real shout out to buck norris on that man that was uh that's that was what's up for real um 
band Oh the Horror they performed. Uh that was okay. That's yeah. Um I could blame sound issues for, for what I wasn't too crazy about as well, but I've seen a couple of their videos and heard some of their songs and they haven't really grabbed me much um yet, but uh yeah. That's all I really got to say about that. After that there was a whole little thing with Lex. Um, with uh, Lex in the studio with uh, producer Jake Palumbo, I think this was his name, and sound like they're working on an album along with they've they got the EP, the MP, the EP, the series of EPs that he's doing coming as I've talked about on the most recent episode of the Underground Monster. Um, so yeah, it, it just it, this this whole thing they did with Lex with this little thing and with him and him talking this little interview with Jake Palumbo uh and Lex the Hexmaster and them um playing one of his video playing one of Lex's videos I think the it was a video for chill mode and really advertising the party castle EP he's got coming soon it's like it just really they really did a good job putting over that this is Lex's year he's back and it's, you know, it's going down, basically. Like, Lex is back in action. Which, I like that. Because I fuck with Lex. A lot of people um, who really fuck with m and &E know that uh, I think really fuck with Lex. So, that's what's up. Um, I like I liked that the message they've really been putting over uh, with Lex. And really advertising this Party Series EP. And... Uh, and, and, uh, A and B's Fatality EP and, um, Mad Season and Astronomical. Like, they did a really good job with the advertisements in between everything, uh, for their own shit. m and &E, I mean. So, uh, I fuck with that. Um, Red did a little thing. Red did a couple songs. Red with the two Ds. I think we've all seen, you know, the big, you know, the dude that could spit with the red, with the big red curly hair. Uh, carrot top looking motherfucker. You know. <laughs> he with the glasses. He he's dope. I like him. I I like him collaborating a lot with um, Emini. Uh, I wish he collaborate more with, with with them. You know, on more tracks. I mean specifically. Um, Red's dope. Whitney Payton is also fucking dope. Whitney Payton was right after Red. I was hoping we would see Whitney Payton on this. Um, she did a few songs. Uh, in her looked like a dope. Like, I don't know if it's her practice space, but if it's her practice space, that was a really dope-ass fucking practice space. Um, for real. Like, it was really nice, big-ass practice space. Um, sound was okay. This was another one where the sound was a little bit of the issue, but it was sounded better than others, I will say that. Um, after her was a uh, Toothpick, who I'm not super familiar with, but he did a little acoustic song, and... I turned away for a minute right after toothpick and when I turned back I realized I met I barely missed an ad for those twisted action figures y'all remember those twisted action figures that were advertised um, uh, in in the CD for uh, continuous evolution for the continuous evolution CD they were advertised there it's been years man it's been what three years it, it I think they finally released the ad with a date of when they're coming out. And I fucking missed it. I hope somebody got that screenshot of that if you're listening to it. 
please send it to me or post it or something. I don't know, but I because I, I want those. I've been wanting those action figures since they advertised them in the booklet and the Continuous Evolutions booklet. Man, I've been wanting those action figures like a motherfucker. Because I got all the ICP action figures. I don't have any twisted action figures because they only have like really one, which was that you know double-headed one that I forgot who made it for them. Which is it's a dope figure, but um. Nah, nah, we need more twisted action figures out here, for real, so, those are coming, though, um, Muck Sticky, did a little song, not all that familiar with Muck Sticky, but, um, I know he's, he's got some fans, so, and I've seen people were pleased by it, so that's cool, um, there was a, a bit of, um, a bit of covers and shit, here and there, uh, by people like Chad Nicefield of Wilson, he did a cover of Gin and Juice that I kind of dug, um, who else, um, stuff, yeah, stuff like that, that was there, um, then there was little appearances by people here and there, uh, there was some guest appearances in between here and there, like, Mickey Avalon, this story time where he read a book, some shit, um, I just remember him saying pussy a lot. So that was that. Um, Kosher Dills. He did, I think he did one song. It felt like he did two songs. I think he might have did two songs. But he appeared, he was cool. Um, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was fucking Michael Rappaport. Cursing, doing his thing, doing his shtick. Trying to tell people to make sure they protect themselves, wear their face masks, stuff like to stop playing around. Like basically the the, the safety COVID nineteen PSA that you will basically you know basically hear from anyone. But um, Stead Rappaport was very much you know he did his style. I lost count of how many f bombs he dropped, but uh, it was it was pretty funny. I will just say that it was it was it was pretty funny in my opinion. Follow that up with Rude Jude <laughs> countering that with just basically saying, fuck what everything was going on. Don't forget to be human. You know, go out, hug people, handshake. Like, what the, like Rude is such, Jude is such a fucking, uh, uh, just so counterculture shit, man. He's just such a fucking, uh, dick in his own way out whatever Ruju is fucking funny yeah I like that that was uh, they, they just got everyone they just got almost everyone man they got so many people to be involved with this um I know some people weren't feeling this performance but I definitely was fucking feeling uh UBI aka ubiquitous obsessed crew his mini performance uh he did a few songs off his solo album uh he did um what was it was it read it and weep did he do read and weep? I can't remember. He definitely did what if though. But um I, I fucked with his performance for real. I, I I love you big with this. I think he's really dope. And um I thought his performance was good, man. I thought his performance was good. I thought Merz was uh Merz's was alright. His was probably the lowest quality of any, but I mean it was just funny and fun to see him. Uh jumping around his bed couch or whatever it may be and his socks 
doing a few songs here or there. Like it, it was like regardless of the quality of a lot of this shit, it was just dope seeing people be seeing these artists get involved with this because it was just a cool concept. And if it was just the M and E artists and a few affiliated artists, you know. That'd be cool too, but so many people like MERS, like and and UBI and and you know some celebs like Michael Rappaport, Rudy, like they all got involved. That's what made this such a big fucking deal. So dope, so dope. They premiered some videos as well. Uh, they premiered the the Wasted Four music video, which uh, Wasted Four can which feet uh, it's twisted. Uh, a and B, ABK, Blaze. I think he's, I think you say his name is Binks, Binks. But um, yeah, you can find it on the Mad Season album by Twisted that they just put out recently. And uh, video was cool. Video was cool. They 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 shot it clearly, uh, isolated. So you know, it was quarantine made vid, but um. It was dope. It was cool in that aspect. Uh, of course, the other video they shot was um, the other video they premiered was Alazuli lose the Parish video, the one that they made during this year's Astronomicon. Um, that one was alright too. I wasn't too blown away. I was looking forward to it a lot, but I wasn't really blown away too much by it. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything too crazy, but you know, I was. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the maybe the way it was premiered in the stream wasn't didn't really. Um, showing the best light, I don't know, the quality just kind of seemed a little off, um, and you could tell that it was all shot in one location, with that being Astronomicon, um, so, uh, it, it was okay, it was okay, it was fine, um, not a bad video, can't say it was bad at all, but, you know, it was just a little underwhelmed by it, thought, thought it would be a little better, um, I think, their fucking, I think that the Axis Family video is their best video yet. It just straight up is, like the Axis Family video is their best video. They, they they haven't topped it yet, and I know they will eventually, but so far right now they haven't. Um, and I think that's just the bar they're at right now. But this video was fine. The Parish video was fine. Um, I'm trying to see if I recognized anybody in it, uh, but nope, just AXC really I recognize. Uh, like I said, there was appearances from some people telling stories and shit, um, like CC Christian Coma from Blackville Brides, he told the story of when they did a show in Mexico this year, and he slipped on his drum set, um, um, what was another one, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but the lead singer of Nonpoint told the story as well, I can't remember, it went on a little too long, I was, I stopped paying attention to be honest, but, um, yeah, I will, though, the one that I think we got to talk a little bit about, not too much, but just Necros, I think that's the one that most people will remember <laughs> of all the little stories that were told by uh, some celebrity or some artist making an appearance. Uh, it was probably Necros about some, just the whole... I don't know. Necro, he's the sexorcist, self-proclaimed sexorcist. Um, 
maybe sexist. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it, it was a bit cringy. That's all I'll say. He told the story about some chick who really, that's some, something to do with chicks who wanted to fuck him and one really wanted to fuck him and, yeah. Props to Necro, I guess. I, I don't know. It was kind of funny in some points, but then it just went on like too long. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, sex. You. You have a lot of sex when you, with groupies. That's awesome. Um, but Mikey Clark didn't make an appearance. Now, I thought Mikey Clark was going to be doing a performance because that's what they advertise, but really he just kind of showed off his studio, his home studio, um, which is really fucking dope studio that he, he put together in his, in his crib. And he played the song, he played a new song that he's going to be releasing soon. That was uh, really pretty good, man. I dug it. It had like a kind of kind of industrial rock kind of vibe, like the vocal effect kind of that he had on himself kind of reminded me of Marilyn Manson. Um, I really dug the song he, he, he had, man. It was it sounded good to me. And I talked to a few others, like Twisted History, aka uh, Late Night Cakes, and he dug it too as well. Like, yeah. Mikey Mikey Clark's still still in the lab makes some dope shit makes some some pretty interesting shit I'll say that we're not even done yet <laughs> um, another cool moment though was a artist Dave Santiago he did a painting of Jay and Silent Bob to Jungle Love by the time uh, that was a cool little video they did they showed um, they showed the trailer for the Astronomicon 3 documentary that will be coming soon um i did like the uh spencer from ice nine kills uh made a little appearance talking about his you know his favorite um horror movie that people should check out while in quarantine um bones dub did a little appearance for his bone cast as well talking about some uh, a movie and a TV show and uh, a record you should some music you should check out while in quarantine which of course the music he recommended was the new A&B EP which I don't disagree at all definitely check out that fucking fatality EP it's the shit um, already heard like three times it just came out um, the band Dead by Wednesday they did a little thing I'm familiar with their name, but I've never actually listened to them. I like them, man. I'm gonna check them out. I fuck with, I fuck with what they're doing, dude. And they got two brothers in the band too. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep my, my ears open for Dead, Dead by Wednesday for real. Um, then we had some more performances. Of course, this was the main event, so we were only like halfway in there. Um, Hyro the hero. Um. He did a cool little freestyle uh, thing. I have to check out Hyrule, man. He, he a lot of, I've been hearing a lot that he's really dope, um, and I'm, I've been meaning to check him out. So I gotta keep my, my I gotta check out Hyrule. Echo's another one that um, I've been hearing that I should check out. His performance, his his part didn't do much for me because they tried to do this bit with this Ted, this or Todd character that's supposed to be his neighbor and it just kind of landed flat it was kind of went on too long and echoes uh you know a very fast spitting rapper chopper type rap you know kind of dude so i don't know 
kind of a little turned off by him, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of a doubt. Yeah, I haven't really checked his music out per se, but what I heard and saw in his segment didn't do too much for me. But right after him, Young Wicked uh, spit a couple tracks in the booth. That was cool to see. Um, Young Wicked is fucking come on. Do we really have to say Young Wicked is dope? Young Wicked is dope. Like straight up. That's it. Um, Ari the Rugged Man tried to perform a few things while doing daddy duty uh, with his kids. Um, it was whatever. It wasn't that well quality, but whatever. Like I said, like can't really expect too much quality when everyone's quarantined and stuck in home and shit and trying to make the best of their situation with this. So it was fine. I, I dug it. It was. It's still cute and funny to me to see. R.A. the Rugged Man be a dad like be a, a, a be a genuine sincere like loving dad a loving parent like he loves his kids like even when you listen to it on his album like All My Heroes Are Dead like which is a really fucking good album probably an album of the year contender like check that album out please listen to the album it's really good um yeah, man, Boondocks performed. Boondocks was good. He did uh, he did stuff like Red Mist. He did um, Free Soul off of the Murder. Um, I forgot what else he did, but I know he didn't do Sippin'. I think he doesn't like Sippin', ironically. Everyone loves Sippin', as far as I know. Sippin' is the shit. Um, but I don't think he likes doing Sippin', because <laughs> he did do Sippin' here. Um, that's for sure, but... Um, he it was announced though he's got a new album coming out this year called the crimson crow uh i'm looking forward to that um i don't know why even though he's released the turncoat dirty ep and he released the liquor lies and legacy ep um which i was like eh on both of them um i don't know why but i just feel like by maybe by the title crimson crow this album's gonna be pretty good. If it's as good as The Murder was, because I think The Murder was really good. I, I think The Murder is one of his better projects. I don't care what anyone says. I've listened to Boondocks' projects before, and I think The Murder is one of the better ones, sound-wise, at least quality-wise. But uh, I just I just have a good feeling about that. I don't know. But I'm looking forward crim to Crimson Crow by uh, Boondocks. Um, Kevin... Uh, Zickler or Kevin Zicker? Zicker? I don't know. I forget who this is. But, you know, SRH, Suburban Noise, CEO. Um, he came through and introduced a few, very few, other than Whitney Payton, of course, the um, Suburban Noise artists that were going to be contributing performances to this, which were Obnoxious and Johnny Richter, which both were fine. The Johnny Richter one was pretty bad not because Johnny Richter was bad Johnny Richter was fine but the sound quality I could barely hear it man I, I, I don't know about y'all but I could barely hear hear um I could don't make out at the very end he did the lottery which it's one of my like top five favorite Cottonmouth King songs the lottery you know it's all the same ain't shit changed come on now but uh again an issue you don't have too much control over. Um, they had an appearance by Tommy Chong, though, showing his uh, his rigs and shit, which was dope. 
Um, then Blaze performed. Blaze performed a, a, a good minute. I want to say at the very least it was a half hour he did. Maybe I'm over his edge. I don't know. It, it felt quite long he was performing, but he, he, he got a good performance. Like He was the second to main, um, main uh, headliner. Like It was almost like a co-headline event between him and Twisted. Um, but Blaze did his thing. For real, man. He he did nasty. He did um. Uh, he did escape artist, I believe. Did escape artist. He did ghost. Um, which by the way, Kung Fu Vampire was was a part of this. I missed him at some point. I missed him. I missed the shrunken head, uh, artist. Um. Yeah, I, I missed a few people when I as soon when I dipped for like a minute. I missed a lot of people, but. Back to Blaze. Yeah, uh Blaze did um real G shit. Blaze did a good good amount of stuff off of one less G in the hood. Um and then he did shotgun and Blaze's set was really good. Blaze's set was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole event. Um and then Ritz Ritz popped up afterwards. Um the little freestyle thing. Then uh, Tech Nine, Chris Calico did show up. I was wondering if Tech and Chris were, or at least Tech, were gonna was gonna pop up at some point during this, and they did. They popped up to introduce, to lead into Twisted, which Twisted set was great. Of course, you know they did Love Don't Live Here anymore, Breakdown, um, Bags, uh, We Don't Die, Rock the Dead. Um, kill somebody, um, something new, um, uh, what were the sex, drugs, money, and murder they opened up with, um, they, they just, they, they did a, they did a, a classic twisted performance, which was the shit, you know, banter, witty banter in between songs and whatnot, and all that shit, I love it, you know, Twist and Blaze, they did their thing, um, I don't remember seeing ABK, which who was advertised. I don't remember seeing ABK. I must have missed him at some point. But um, yeah, man, uh, that was basically it. And then afterwards, it was over. Afterwards, it was over. So um, yeah. That was me trying to run through everything as much as I can without. Having this turned to a two-hour fucking podcast, uh, just about netfest. But yeah, um, it was it was pretty good, man. Pretty fucking good for what it was. Uh, I did notice that I, I think there was a social distancing. At least it seems like at the very least they're still kind of social distancing. Even though I do wonder when Boondocks traveled all the way up there to do his segment, because like you could tell who was. I mean. Most of like, most of some of the MNE people, they they did theirs, which I assume because of the, like some of the behind the scenes videos, uh, twisted were showing, in between throughout the entire event of them getting ready, for their set, because they had a makeshift little stage set up, uh, made, but um, yeah, I I just. I, I, I thought it was um dope for the most part, man. I 
that was dope for the most part, but I saw that people were still keeping their distance. Uh, like, you didn't see ABK jump up, come through on Blaze's set, even though I was waiting for it, or I was waiting for Blaze to come through during Twisted set, or maybe Jamie Madrox making an appearance during Blaze's set, you know, I was expecting shit like that, because, I mean, they're, they're all, I, I figured they're all in the same room, no same thing with, like, RLC maybe popping up through Blaze's set or something, like, I, I didn't know how they were going to do the shit, but, um, it seemed like they were trying to pretty much still keep distance in some regard, which I respect. I'm not going to fault them for that or, or be like, oh, come on or whatever. Nah, I respect them for still, if that was the case, for still um, trying to remain, you know, distance-wise. You know, keep their distance of each other during all this. Because shit's still going on, people. Shit's still going on. Do not be deterred by what you see on the news and what's going on out there, okay? Uh, shit's still going on. There's not been any case of a vaccine or cure going out there. If you haven't gotten anything, then it's still going on. Alright? And uh, I respect I respect it being handled that way by some people. Um, at the very least. Not everyone who should. But uh, whatever, man. I'm not going to give them a soapbox with that. Because um, I'm talking about NetFest on your couch and how fucking awesome it was, man. Like, I really enjoyed the shit. Is uh, there are very few events like this I have really, really enjoyed, and just been tuned in for as long as they've gone—several hours. Like, come on now. There were a few things I was a bit disappointed with. Um, Ala Zulilu weren't really featured there. They only had their video played. From from what I've seen, I was waiting for them. Like, I was anticipating them almost more than Twisted and Blaze. Because uh, I've seen Twisted and Blaze, you know, I know what to expect from their performances, but you know, and I kind of do from AXE as well, because I've seen AXE live, and I've seen several videos of them live, so it's nothing too new, but I mean, I'm, if I can get any fix of AXE this year, I would like it, <laughs> uh, you know, and no GMO, man, I'm really, I'm really worried if GMO's still in the out, uh, on the album, if I'm, if he's still on the label at this point, there's he's posted nothing about um, he's posted nothing about Netfest, uh, and he was not featured at all on Netfest. I I don't I, I maybe I missed something, but I didn't see anything uh, that acknowledged that Gmo Gmo Ski exists or is even an artist on MNE. Um, they didn't even play one of his new videos, um, which they weren't really playing videos like that, but I mean, just, there was no acknowledgement of him at all, and he hasn't mentioned it at all, and I would hate to see that he's been dropped from the label, or that he left the label for whatever reason, I, I just felt like him and m and &E were a good match. Um, hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully, hopefully he is still on the label, and there's just some shit that's, you know, going on that's maybe none of our business that will be taken care of, or whatever, you know, roll over, I don't, I don't know, but that is concerning to see someone I feel like is a, is a, is an integral part of m and &E not really be featured, um, at all. Uh, in this, um, or even acknowledged, that's really a, that's a little concerning. I will say, um, 
but um other other than that you know um I can't really think of some other things I was expecting or or was a little disappointed with I wasn't really disappointed man I, I just I, my expectations weren't super high or even low but I, like I just kind of went in like I want to see what this is about and I I enjoyed all of it even the even the tailgate man <laughs> even the tailgate like it, it 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 basically this the best way to explain it is like this basically fulfilled that gap that we're you know that 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 hole that we are all not getting by being able to go to these concerts and go to these tours you know i mean being able to, to you know see fam in person and, and see these artists in person and shit like this kind of filled that gap because we got to see everyone in one thing today you know so this kind of was a good uh, a good um this was kind of um you know a job well done in the sense that it kind of eased us over for that it kind of this will kind of hold us over until you know who knows when but um this this you know i felt like this kind of did feel that 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 void temporarily at the very least uh that feeling of just like you know man i don't get to see twisted this year i don't you know who knows if i'm gonna get to see twisted this year or icp this year or axe or blaze or boondocks or you know even some like buckshot or or even some of the you know the the uh the 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 more uh lesser known ours like that we may are familiar with that we you know see on these tours sometimes like an andrew w boss or you know or fucking you know any of the lsp crew or you know um yeah it's just <laughs> it, it's 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 I think this did a good job in that. Um, oh yeah, Sevendemic Seven and Snow the Product. Yeah, Sevendemic and Snow the Product. Those are two I wish we would that would have been uh, we would have seen be a part of this as well. But that's that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, I think overall this was a success. This was a huge success. Never seen a stream done this well for this long, man. Um, the longest I can think of is like WrestleMania for like the eight hours they go. And even they have pretty big hiccups during their run, during their streams. This was really fucking good. This was really fucking good. Um, props to M&E. Props to Matt, uh, to, 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 to Twisted, George chuck mike dustin everyone that was a part of this everyone that contributed any little bit to this um yeah this was a great success thank you for what y'all did man for real this was really fucking awesome and um yeah here's to hopefully there not being a net fest another net fest in the sense of we will get to be back in public and be back at shows uh as normal but this i feel like this kind of did fill that that gap for us and kind of did bring some of us together in a way 
I don't know how, but uh, I think it did. Oh man, I love I, this. This just reassured my love for this juggalo shit for real, man. This underground wicked shit, all this stuff, man. Stuff that I have been a part of for over a decade now, and just living, loving, breathing. It's part of my life, man. And I've really fucking enjoyed all 13 hours of it. That's how much I love this shit. That's how much I love this shit. 13 hours of it. I took it all in. I took it all in. Yeah. And I'm spending another couple of hours here. Another hour and a half talking about it. So, yeah. With that being said, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, thank you. <laughs> if not, uh, I understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Make sure you follow follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Catcher of Shows. Um definitely follow me on my Instagram account dedicated to all this type of shit and a la Zulu at there's only Zul on Instagram again and uh yeah man make sure you subscribe and share the podcast around and you know give it a good rating and shit and uh yeah whoop whoop to all the juggalos and to everyone else peace and stay safe out there much love thanks for listening Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.